I'm, uh, I'm Larry, I'm also a Baptist, and I also didn't bring an analog Bible. Uh, two verses from this monumental chapter in a monumental letter called Romans, Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. May God bless the reading of his word. So a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were immensely blessed to spend two weeks in Italy. It was a uh, 20th anniversary uh, present from my church, and uh, it was amazing. We toured uh, St. Peter's Basilica in Rome and saw gorgeous sunsets in Cinque Terre, and we circled Michelangelo's David in uh, Florence, and we chased the spirit of Francis around Assisi, and it was, it was just incredible. And I actually got to celebrate my birthday in Florence, and for one of my presents, my wife actually signed us up for a cooking class at a Tuscan villa uh, just on the outside of the city, which was unbelievable. And our task in this cooking class was to learn how to make pizza Naples style, Napoletano, and, uh, and gelato, right? And uh, sounds fun, right? But as excited as I was to be at this Tuscan villa, I felt this crippling anxiety coming over me. You see, I'm not much of a, a cook. Um, my specialties are microwave nachos and uh, unbuttered toast, and so... <laughs> Um, but now I've got this gelato, this Italian gelato expert who learned English uh, in Brooklyn, which is kind of funny. Uh, and his name is Chris, and he's giving us all these measurements in metrics. And uh, we have this metric scale, and he's telling us if we get the proportion of milk, cream, and sugar off by just 3%, we'll ruin the gelato. Uh, so, like a 3% margin of error, which sounded like a pretty small margin of error to me. And, of course, everybody was going to share their, you know, oh, you're going to share your pistachio gelato with me, and I'm going to share my crema with you, and all that kind of stuff. And so, I was thinking, like, I'm going to have to share what I'm making with somebody else, which... I was, you know, just thinking, okay, there's a really, really, really good chance uh, that I'm going to be exposed as a fraud. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, like, it was all metric measurements, you know? Like, is that even biblical, y'all? <laughs> um, and, and then later, you know, after we worked on the gelato for a while, we put that in the deep freeze, and then these two guys, Tommaso and, and Tiziano, they were giving us instructions about the correct way to knead our bread dough and transform it from this sticky mess into this beautiful, supple, round ball of dough. And I've got, like, all this mess on my fingers, and I'm trying to get it, you know, into a ball, and it's just sticking to my fingers, and still there's flour in the bottom of the bowl, and... And I'm just thinking, you know, we paid all this money and I'm not gonna eat tonight. Um, and, and, but here's the deal. These three guides, uh, Chris and Tommaso and Tiziano, I mean, y'all, they knew all that. Like they had worked with clumsy and unintelligent American men before. 
And so the whole evening, these guys were walking around, I mean, just super chill. And they were, hey, let me look at your gelato mixture. Oh, I still got a little bit of sugar. Yeah, just kind of, you know, and, uh, and hey, yeah, yeah, that pizza dough, let me, let me help you a little bit, you know. And, and they even, like, baked the pizzas themselves, you know, put them on that, that wooden thing and put it in the fire oven and wood fire oven. And, and everything came out and the gelato worked and the pizza was delicious. And really the only bad thing about the night, the only bad thing was all the time I wasted worrying because these guys had thought of everything. Now, maybe this is the first time in the history of Christendom that the Holy Spirit has been compared to a Tuscan pizza or gelato chef, but that's just the kind of groundbreaking theologian I am. <laughs> Take that, Syrian the ref, recluse or... whatever your stupid name is. I mean. <laughs> no, but, but I got to tell you, making, it's not just making pizza and gelato that freaks me out in life. There's so much stuff that I don't know how to do. And there are so many areas of my life where the margin of error has far exceeded that 3% margin. Like, for example, just, just, you know, just a few things. Like, I, I don't know how to pastor a church in this current political climate. I, I don't know when to actively parent my adult kids and when to just shut up and trust them to figure it out on their own. I don't know when to be aggressive and push through my inertia to achieve goals and when to respect my limits and kick back and not try so hard. And the stakes for failure are so, so much higher than lumpy gelato or burnt pizza, and it gets worse. Because not only do I not know how to do that stuff, <laughs> I don't even know how to pray about how to do that stuff. And yet Paul says in Romans 8, in this chapter in groaning, of groaning and hope and futility and freedom, Paul says, I'm not alone. Paul says that the Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, don't forget, helps us in our weakness. That word for help, if you like scratch off the English, uh, it's this incredibly long Greek word, soon antilambanomai, but basically it means to take, take hold with at the side, like to come alongside and take hold together. Now here's what I find interesting. There's only one other time in the New Testament when that word, for help is used. You want to know when? It's when Martha and her lazy sister Mary are supposed to be hosting Jesus for dinner, and Mary's in the living room talking about prevenient grace and hermeneutics with Jesus, right? And, and Martha's trying to make the pizza and the gelato all by herself, and she's way more than 3% off on her ingredients. And she, Luke says, is distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And so she says to Jesus, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to, what? Help me. Like, help. Come alongside and take hold of something with me. Help. Help me, Rhonda. You know, one of my... 
friends used to pray to the goddess Rhonda, you know, just help me, Rhonda, where are you? Help me, you know, help me, Spirit of Jesus. But here's the thing, the Spirit of Jesus already knows all that. Like a gentle guide, the Spirit comes alongside to pray with me and to pray for me, to need my sticky prayers with prayers of the Spirit's own. And don't ask me how, I don't know how, but somehow the Spirit bakes the pizza. I don't know how it works. High pneumatology, I think is what it is. It's high pneumatology. So maybe right now, you could get in touch with whatever feels anxious, right? Maybe it's, you feel it as a tension in your shoulder or an unsettledness in your gut or this kind of heaviness on your brow. There's something that you feel like you should know how to do and you don't. And you are worried that you will be exposed as a fraud. But Paul urges the grace of unseen hope on you. Not hope in your high anthropology, for goodness sake. Not hope in your competence, but hope in the Spirit's presence, hope in the Spirit's intercession, ready to assist you like an expert chef, ready to pray with you and for you, ready to turn your groanings into hope, your fears into trust, and your prayers into pizza. <laughs> Naples style. In the name of the Father and the Son and our helper, the Holy Spirit, amen.